0: Welcome to episode three of the Creating Responsible Companies podcast. We call this episode Why CSR is Critical Today. Five intriguing headlines and 15 questions that will change the way you look at your company. Warning to our listeners this information will seriously change the way you look at your company and other companies. Welcome to the Creating Responsible Companies podcast, the only podcast that makes corporate social responsibility easy. Now, here are your hosts, Barbara Anderson and Janet Craig. Hello, I am Janet Craig. And I am Barbara
1: Anderson. In our last episode, episode number two, which we called Shift Happens, Five Global Trends That Made Corporate Social Responsibility Mainstream in Business, and Why This Information Should Be a New Tool in Your Management Toolbox. In that episode, we looked back at historical trends that led to CSR being a mainstream business driver. To stay abreast of trends and topics that impact business, our team at Destination Better scans and listens to numerous channels every day to find headlines and top news stories. And we're super keen to get these stories that demonstrate how critical social and environmental issues are to businesses.
0: Today, we have chosen just for you, our listener, five top headlines that show CSR's critical role in business today. The stories we've chosen for you include intriguing, hard facts that make CSR a complete no-brainer for your company. And no matter your role in your company, no matter what type of company you have or you work for, we think that you're going to be able to connect these things with your business. In fact, at DestinationBetter.com 3, we'll post a download with a link to each of these articles and... We've added three questions that go along with each article so that you can apply them to your own company.
1: That's right. So let's jump into these five headlines. Are we ready, Janet? We are ready. So let's jump into the headlines. We've got five headlines we're going to go through. The first one is in Fast Company from February of 2019. The headline is most millennials would take a pay cut to work at an environmentally responsible company. In the article, it says that more than 70% of employees choose to stay at a company with a strong sustainability plan. In fact, 30% said that they left because of the lack of a sustainability plan. So we ask ourselves, what does this mean? Well, it could mean that these employees couldn't find any steps that the company was taking to be environmentally or socially responsible. So they left. And on top of this, nearly 40% of millennials have chosen a job because of a company's sustainability. For Gen Xers who are ages 39 to 54, about a quarter of those said that they've chosen a job because of a company's sustainability. And of the baby boomers who are ages 55 to 75, 17% of baby boomers said that they actually selected a company because of their sustainability.
0: So I think that there's a really important, just like a data value bomb to pull out here. 40% of millennials chose a job because of a company's sustainability. Less than a quarter of Gen Xers chose a job because of a company's sustainability 17% of baby boomers. So that tells me that it's really not at the top of mind of baby boomers, but the baby boomers are the ones that are currently running the show. A lot of them make up our C-suites right now. And I think that this is one of those generational differences And Barbara. You and I have worked with a lot of C-suites and we've seen it. They were just educated and they have influences from a different time in their generation And I think that one of the things that we need to remember is that because the Gen Xers, the ones that are currently 39 to 54, there's just not enough of them to take over the spots. And we said this in our last episode for the retiring baby boomers. And that's that when you look at 17% of baby boomers chose a job because of a company's sustainability, 40% of millennials chose a job because of a company's sustainability, that delta in the middle Those are the kind of things that we like to look at that make CSR important, especially in succession planning. So boomers, take a look and really start to familiarize yourself with it. Millennials are investing in and working for companies that have embraced visible, sustainable practices. You just talked about the ones that left. There are, I think, 30% that said that they left because they couldn't see what a company was doing. They're socially conscious. They're technology-based. They're ethnically diverse and super optimistic. They embrace experiences, right? They want to experience things. Ethical spending, they're super educated and knowledgeable and health conscious and financially conscious and spiritually conscious. And we're just asking um, everyone to kind of be a little bit more aware of all those generational differences and and why they're so important to CSR. And one of our favorite sayings is that companies are doing
1: great things, they just aren't telling their stories. So this is a huge opportunity for company leaders who are taking action socially and environmentally to tell those stories to make sure that you're not having employees leave because they don't realize what you're taking.
0: Absolutely. And one of the other objections sometimes that we get, or somebody will say, well, we're not doing as well as somebody else. It's okay. Just do something and tell us, tell those employees your great stories. Any companies that we've worked with in the past, they've always said, oh, we don't know if we're doing enough. And when we dig in, they're doing so much. Mm -hmm. They had no idea. So we know you're doing great things. Keep on doing those great things. Got to start somewhere also. Okay.
1: So article number two, was from October of 2019 in Sustainable Brands. And it says, Gen Z believes in its own power to make change, but that companies must lead the way. As a reminder, Gen Zs are ages 21 and below, and they believe that they can make change, but they're relying on their companies to lead the way. They feel personally responsible to make a difference. And in the article, it says that 76 percent say that we will have made headway on important issues in five years time. So they're really counting on companies to make a difference. They are super optimistic. They are super optimistic. Gosh, I think because they know that if they have the tools that they could do these things in the article, it also says 90 percent also believe companies must drive action on social and environmental issues. Ninety percent. And 87% of Gen Zers, those are ages 21 and below, are worried for the environment and the planet. So they've got a lot of heavy concerns. They want to take action. But as it says in the headline, companies must lead the way.
0: They also want to be mentored in the workplace. So there's another uh, area of opportunity for companies. Article three, one of my favorite topics. ESG, Environment, Social, and Governance. So this is from the Harvard Business Review and it's called ESG Comes of Age, The Investor Revolution. The impression among business leaders is that ESG just hasn't gone mainstream in the investment community. That perception is outdated. So let's put this into perspective. ESG, Environment, Social, and Governance is kind of like investors speak for corporate social responsibility and if you're like me if you're an everyday investor of companies i certainly want to know everything i can about a company to make sure that my long-term return is healthy things like the number of women on boards of directors which has been proven to impact diversity of thought and problem solving and especially key corporate strategies or how the company's operations are being impacted by severe weather events. Those are the types of things that investors are looking for. Many companies are even repositioning key logistics hubs to areas that have historically not been impacted by weather events. So... I love Amazon Prime. I know. I So when Amazon says they're going to deliver something to me tomorrow, I don't want it to be delayed due to mudslides or fires or anything like that. Those are the things that impact their business continuity, not just Amazon, but lots of different companies. So those are the things that those investors are looking for and the everyday investor should know about. Right. But it isn't today required in
1: financial statements. So this is where we make recommendations that these type of Data points are shared publicly. And the fact here in this article, Janet, is that businesses are being impacted by social and environmental factors, and they're having real tangible effects on their operations, and thus as a result to their bottom line. So in the article, the authors warn that executives who don't consider the long-term impact of their actions on the world... This is tough.
0: It is tough, but it's taken directly from the article. Okay. Okay. Brace yourself, listeners. Okay. It says the authors warn that executives
1: who don't consider the long-term impact of their actions on the world will be punished by the markets, while those who address it will be rewarded by the markets. And that is the surest way to close the gap between good intent and practice, specifically end quote from the article.
0: Right. Right. Article number four, which was published in June of 2019, the New York Times, and the title is Companies See Climate Change Hitting Their Bottom Line in the Next Five Years. So when we think of the term climate change, we're talking about things like flooding events. Goodness knows in the last few years, we've had enough of those Mm -hmm. in the U.S. Droughts, fires, just awful hurricanes, things that affect how companies, even farmers, grow food. Uh grow the food that we eat, get their goods and services to the people who buy them, just like you and me and and all of our listeners. So when we think about these types of events, like fires from droughts, they shut down interstates, which disrupts the delivery of things like life-saving medications to hospitals. Or, I don't know about you, but I love how convenient it is for me that my data is backed up on the cloud. But even those storage centers, so those huge data centers, take a ton of energy and water to run just to keep my pictures safe. And even a small increase in the cost of energy for companies running those data centers will affect their bottom line. So in effect, when we read this article about climate change hitting the bottom line in the next five years, there's lots of different ways that it can do so. That's right. And our last article, Janet, is a big one. This made
1: a lot of headlines in business and mainstream publications. It was from August of 2019, and it was published in the Wall Street Journal. It said, move over shareholders. Top CEOs say companies have obligations to society. So this was actually an article from the Business Roundtable announcement when it updated its statement on the purpose of a corporation. And they said it is to promote an economy that serves all Americans, end quote. So this was a really big deal, but let's break it down so that you can understand why it was such a big deal. Let's start first with who is this business roundtable? It's a nonprofit association actually based in Washington, D.C., whose members are chief executive officers or CEOs of major U.S. companies, companies that you definitely would recognize. In August of 2019, the Business Roundtable announced a new statement on the purpose of a corporation. It was signed by 181 CEOs who commit to lead their companies for, get this, the benefit of all stakeholders, not just shareholders, but to include customers, employees, suppliers, communities. And last but not least, shareholders.
0: So, before this, since 1997, the Business Roundtable has placed shareholders as the top priority, that corporations exist principally to serve shareholders. And now the new statement outlines a modern standard for corporate responsibility. Mm -hmm. The CEO of JPMorgan Chase and chairman of the Business Roundtable said, and I'm quoting, major employers are investing in their workers and communities because they know it is the only way to be successful over the long term. These modernized principles reflect the business community's unwavering commitment to continue to push for an economy that serves all Americans. That's right. It's interesting to think that the purpose of a company
1: is not just to make money, is basically what they're saying. In fact, as Alex Gorsky, the chairman of the board and CEO of Johnson & Johnson, said this new statement better reflects the way corporations can and should operate today. It affirms the essential role corporations can play in improving our society. When CEOs are truly committed to meeting the needs of all stakeholders, end quote.
0: So from the five articles today, what did we find out? We found out that internally, so inside companies, employees have a growing interest of how responsible their employers. And you could even say that externally, their prospective employees are looking at the same thing. Mm Externally, also, consumers are flexing their financial muscle and they vote for or against companies with their dollars and maybe not so much with their dollars, but those social media posts, they're incredibly valuable, too. That's right. Investors are driving businesses to manage their social and environmental risks and opportunities because it definitely affects long term value and profitability.
1: That's right, and as we can see from the 181 CEOs who support running their businesses with all stakeholders in mind, smart company leaders are responding. So these are real subjects impacting companies today. So how can we make this valuable for you, our listener? Our goal is to make CSR easy. And I hope that the light bulb in your head just turned on and you're thinking, oh, I knew it. See, CSR does matter. But what do I do now with all of this? Some can't get their CEO's attention regarding CSR. Or they say, I'm in the dark on what my company is actually doing as an employee.
0: Plus, I don't know what to do next or how to get anything started. Well, we definitely don't want you to feel like you do when we leave a conference and we're all fired up and we have no toolkit to apply what we learned, right? We've been That's there way right. too many times and we are definitely not fans of learning new concepts and not having a way to implement what we learned. So not to worry. Again, we're here to make this easy. What are we going to do, Barbara? Well,
1: at com slash three for episode number three. We've provided a download with a link to each of these articles. And on top of this, we've provided some questions that will help you figure out what this means for your company. So go to destinationbetter.com slash three to get links to these five articles and 15 questions to help you apply these articles to your company. And we just know you're gonna have some aha moments from this. And we'd love to hear about it. So again, go to our website, DestinationBetter.com. And we have a Say Hello tab where you can send us a message, a typed message. Or if you'd like to leave the voice message variety, we will actually listen to it because we are not millennials, even if we do look like millennials. <laughs> you can also find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page and a Facebook group.
0: We're also on LinkedIn Instagram, and YouTube, and we think that you're going to find some like-minded peeps to help you in your journey to a destination better. So until next time, use what you learned in this episode to create your responsible company. Thank you for listening to the Creating Responsible Companies podcast. Find tools and additional episodes on our website, destinationbetter.com. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover, leave a voice message on our contact page. Don't worry, Barbara and Janet aren't millennials. They actually listen to voicemails. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram.